Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Remember to join us on Facebook. My wife and I are there. Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries. How to spot error. There is much error in the air today. And so we want to go to the scriptures today and, and teach you and us how to spot error that's going around in the body of Christ today. So we remember, we don't judge, but we learn. The Holy Spirit is in the body of Christ to teach us everything we need to know. And so what we want to do is be open-minded and teachable so the Holy Spirit can teach us from Scripture. So when we do get air, we have truth to back it up. Remember, we always want to bring truth as the body of Christ wherever there is air. Not with judgment, but with love. Okay, so it's important to... Remember that we are not called to go out and judge, um, say, the legalist. You know, there's legalism that's flooding the church now. Legalism is just a system that says if you obey, then God will love you. Okay, remember, under grace, through faith, God does love you. In fact, he loves the whole world. He loves even the atheist. That's why God so loved the world he gave. Okay, so that's the motive for God giving his son, first of all, is that he loves everybody, the world. Okay, so if you try to gain what you already possess, you will lose what you possess. Okay, that's a fact. So the importance of knowing why we're in Christ. There's a lot of teachings out there, but there's not a lot of teachings about being in Christ. And so that's what we want to take a look at. Why is it so important to understand in Christ is because we're one spirit with him, as we're going to see. And so we're not independent of Christ. We're not living for Christ. We're in Christ. We're living from Christ. I've seen a lot of ministries, been in ministries where we did it for Christ, but received the revelation through the Holy Spirit that we are in Christ. We don't do it for Christ. And when we're in Christ, we trust Christ. What he's done for us. Remember, he died for us so he could give his life to us. So we could transmit his life through us. And so this first one we want to take a look at is trying to enter his presence versus he is present. Okay. So there's many teachings out there now in the body of Christ, and especially in new believers. Well, they're saying, well, I'm, you know, I go, I go Sunday to the service and I, I try to get into his presence. Have you heard that? Maybe you are one of those church members that try to get into his presence. This comes from Psalms 100, verse 4 and 5, where it says, Enter his presence with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. So when people, the church, take, a, take this verse out of context, what happens is they try to get in his presence, okay? And so when they, and when the reason why the church tries to get in his presence is because he is good, you see, and his love endures forever for them. And so that's why they do this, why the church does this, because they want to experience that he is good and that his love endures forever, you see. And so, under grace, though, remember, whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. So he is present. We are forgiven. We are clean. He is close. 
We're one spirit. We can't get any more in his presence than we already are. So he is present within us, within our spirit, you see. And so not only is he good, but we are good as well in him. When God the Father sees us, he says, you're good. You're good. You know, my son, I'm well pleased. In my son, I'm well pleased with. Are you in his son? Well, yeah. If you're in Christ, he's well pleased with you. You see, and love, Christ's love endures forever, all the time, in us and through us. So remember, we already possess his love. We're not trying to gain his love when we already have it. Remember what we said in the beginning introduction, if we try to gain his love when we already have it, when we already possess it, we will lose what we already possess, you see. Second, number B here, let's take a look at the second, um, the importance of knowing why we're in Christ. Wisdom and knowledge, okay? I've been in many Bible study circles, and at the end of the, the group or the Bible study, everybody will, rec you know, ask for prayer. Does anybody have any prayer or prayer requests or praise reports? And a lot of times we would, we would acknowledge our need for prayer. And what we would do is we sometimes would lack wisdom. And, and the, the, lead, the leader of the Bible study would say, oh, you, you lack wisdom? Well, let's go to James 1.5. It says there, if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you, you see. And so the error here is to take a look at this. Remember, in Christ, there's a difference. Because if you're asking for what you already have, remember, you lose what you already have. So you don't lack wisdom under grace through faith. Because Colossians 2.3 says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Do you see that? So when you go into a Bible study and you ask for a prayer and you say, I'm lacking wisdom. I need wisdom. Well, and they'll, and they'll say, well, you should ask God. He'll give it to you. He'll give you the wisdom. You see, you're trying to get something you already have. In the person of Christ Jesus is our wisdom and knowledge. In fact, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You see? See there? 1 Corinthians 1.30, God has united you with Christ. Jesus, for our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. So Christ is our wisdom. We, we just thank him. We thank him that he is our wisdom. You see the difference there? The third thing we want to take a look at and the importance of knowing why we're in Christ is trying to get right with God versus we already are right with God. You know, 1 John 1, 9 used to be a big one for me in the megachurch before uh, the grace of God set me free. The Holy Spirit had to teach me about the grace of God. I was under this bondage of 1 John 1, 9. I was confessing my sins 20, 30 times a day because I knew that if I went to bed at night and I had any unconfessed sins, I knew I wasn't right with God. And so I would pray. I would say, Holy Spirit, will you convict me of any sins that I have not confessed and ask for forgiveness for today because I want to make sure I'm right with God before I hit that pillow. I was devout. I was a devout Christian. I was committed to this, 1 John 1, 9, until I was set free. 
And since that day, I haven't asked for forgiveness once because I'm right with God by grace through faith. Why? How can I say that? Well, 2 Corinthians 5.21, here's our ammunition. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Folks, righteousness of God, righteousness in the Bible, in the Greek language, actually means to be right with God. Meaning just as you are, you're, you're just the way you ought to be with God. You're always okay with him because of what Jesus Christ has done. And so the importance of understanding why we're in Christ is we were made right. In Christ means we were made right with God. You see? And our sins were removed. We are forgiven people. You see? So the importance of knowing we're in Christ. The fourth one we want to take a look at. Put on Christ versus he's already on. Romans 13, 14 says, instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and if he were your clothing, as if he were your clothing. So that there is Paul writing, but remember the context here. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ means that he's already on. Okay. Galatians 3, 27 says, all of you who were baptized into Christ, notice the into, in Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. You see there? And so to put on the Lord Jesus Christ is to reckon that you already have clothed yourself with Christ at conversion. And so remember the full armor of God, and we'll wrap it with this. The full armor of God. The Apostle Paul says, put on the full armor of God. Well, if you're in Christ, guess what, folks? It's on. It's already on. That's what we're talking about. See, the finished work of Jesus Christ has been completed. He's done the work. All we do is rest. Remember, we are forgiven people. We are right with God. We are loved unconditionally. This has nothing to do with performance or behavior. Enjoy your freedom. And the love that God the Father has for you. God bless.